Erica. Hi, right, Erica. Today we got two special guests. Who we got right here is Rajir, and we have Nakai. Hello. How are you, ladies, today? Good. I'm doing okay. All right. Well. Well, you look like you're really happy because something happened today. You want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, you're going to jump right into it, huh? You're going to jump right into it. <laughs> so, these great United States of America <laughs> has chosen a new president. Congratulations, yes. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Congratulations. For their win, yes. Oh, no, you said Kamala Harris? What do you Cam- say, Nakai? I said Kamala. I thought it was Kamala. It's Kamala. Kamala. See, Kamala. You have a VP here pronounce a name. <laughs> it's okay because... Potato, potato. But guess what? Are we not having the same root vegetable? <laughs> but you guys said it's a happy day, but to another group, it might not be a happy day. You know? Okay, Woody, we're going to jump right into <laughs> yeah, that. I, what group in particular are we speaking about here? I don't know. We, um, Ourself? Because I'm, I'm thinking back when you know, Trump got in. I'm not, first of all, let's play this record. Everybody thinks I'm a Trump supporter. Okay. I'm not technically a Trump supporter. Wearing his red hoodie today. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nakai got on red headphones. So what did you say? Okay, that were provided by her dad. You chose to wear a red hoodie. Thank you. Listen. Did you choose the red headphones? No. Thank you. You chose that mask. That mask has red on it. Okay, we're not going there. <laughs> so, but as I'm watching the news, some people are angry. Some people are happy. And like every election... There's never going to be a truly, everybody's not going to always going to be happy. Right. Everyone's not going to be satisfied. So we're going to start around the table. Why are you so happy about the outcome, Erica? I'm happy about the outcome because we've had four years of divisiveness. Okay. Trump gave a voice and a platform to a lot of things that people were hiding or a lot of things that were being done, but in the dark. And when Trump became president, he gave them a voice. He gave them a platform. They were bold. They were empowered. And now it's out there and they were serving it to us three meals a day. So question to you, you keep saying they, but isn't that a president's job to feed their base? So if you want to say they, who is the they you're referring to? They are Trump supporters. Okay, you have Obama supporters, you got Biden supporters, you had George Bush supporters. Right, but right now we're speaking about Trump supporters. Okay, what are the characteristics of a Trump supporter that you don't like? The characteristics of Trump supporters <laughs> that I do question. not like. I'm sorry, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Thank you. That's a very loaded question. Thanks for jumping in in my defense. <laughs> and the job for a president is to represent all Americans, not just his supporters. He can't just appeal to his base. He has to support all Americans. And he has not done that for the past four years. Do you feel underrepresented by your current government? Absolutely. I do as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Nakai, you're 13. You don't have a vote. Right. Can we please, uh, before you continue, can we just please uh, mention her relationship to you? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Nakai is actually my daughter, and she's here today for a specific reason, which we're going to talk about later, the topic of the episode is, you know, fathers and daughters. So, is she going to follow my political views? Is she going to fo- follow her mother's political views? You know, other people's political views? I don't know. But... 
since you are 13, you're not allowed to vote. If you could have voted, who would have you voted for? Joe Biden. Because, well, I was, like, watching the debate and stuff and looking at, like, the media and stuff. And for the past four years, I kind of have been paying attention and, like, what's going on, what has been said by Donald Trump, and I don't agree with it. And we in school, not that we talk about politics in school, because it's not allowed, but, like, after class, we kind of had a discussion about what we think, not who we, who we would vote for, but what we think was, like, what's happening for the past four years and who we think is going to win. All right, so being at your age, you, you not really, you didn't go too deep into politics. What would be important to you now that you would wish this president would prep you for later on? Like, what do I, like, what do you think is important to you that would make a difference? Because you're going to be able to vote, what, five years? Right. So what, do you, what would you want to vote for in the future that you think would make a difference for you as you get older? Definitely diversity and, like, being, like, included and stuff and, like, having a voice and stuff. Because based on what's going on from, like, the past couple of months, like, it's, like, sad to see that and have, like, the president has not, like, like been like reacting and stuff and have what he thinks and I don't want a president who's gonna think of like think like that when I'm a person that is gonna be included in that circle of like that action like being included in that particular group. As you can see, I did a good job. Yeah, I'm other too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what about you, Vajir? Since you know, Erica kind of. Gave me like eighty percent of an answer. I'm just saying, e, you got stuck. You have to get bailed out like Wall Street. Uh, I was not bailed out. <laughs> what happened was that our guests noticed that I was being attacked. Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> that was at, you. You did ask her a very loaded question. <laughs> no, the question came as she kept saying, "They, they, they, they." I'm like. Who is they? Is it they the person at the corner store? Who is but isn't it assumed if we're discussing Trump supporters and then I say they, isn't it safe to assume that yes. we're relating to the same group of people? Yes, I think that's fair to assume. Kai? Because yeah. certain, certain groups view themselves differently. Okay. Like, if you want to use the word they, they would view the opposite side, which is non-Trump supporters, in a way that you as a Biden supporter don't view yourself. That's why I want to say, yo, who is they? What do you see them as? Okay, well, at that moment, I was referring to Trump supporters. They. They. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about you, Roger? Um, so, I wasn't initially a Biden supporter. Definitely wasn't a Trump supporter. I think but you were, you were Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I, I wanted Bernie Sanders yeah, to sure. win the... Um, <laughs> to win the uh, the, the, the nomination, yeah. yes. I wanted him to be our candidate. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way, but I knew that we had a duty to mm -hmm. vote out Donald Trump. So that's why all the Democrats, you know, liberals, they rallied around Joe Biden because we had a clear mission. Vote out Donald Trump. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yes. Definitely. Let's give this woman her flowers because she's, you know, responsible for what's happening in Georgia. Georgia <laughs> turned know? blue, Woody. 
Uh, yes, yes, it did. And it's usually known to be a Republican state. And it was specific areas in Georgia, which predominantly, again, it was it, it was a new new style of voting this year, which is a lot of mail-in ballots due to the pandemic, which we spoke about before. So usually, as I've noticed, because I, I kind of follow politics a lot, and Republicans tend to be on-day election voters. And that's why I, I don't know. Some people think I'm a Republican. I don't know why. You know? Because of your ideologies. I was just talking to somebody earlier. They say they are, was it fiscally Republican, but socially Democrat. I think that's how I am. But I personally, I don't mind sharing who I voted for. I voted for Biden. I was not a big fan of Trump in the sense of not what he did as far look as... Look me in my eye and say that. <laughs> I just told you on the record. Yeah, you told me. Look me in my face and tell me that. I did not that. vote for Trump. Based on the I'm reason- so happy. <laughs> I'm happy, Woody. Can Thank I get you. through my sentence? No. <laughs> That's all you wanted to hear? No, I personally, I didn't really have a dog in this fight because I don't really like the direction everything's going anyway. But the only reason I really didn't vote for Trump is I just didn't like him as a person. I felt like he didn't represent a human being. Okay, you cannot... It, he never accepted accountability for anything. People have to understand... Presidents make mistakes. Obama made mistakes. George Bush made mistakes. I make mistakes. Everybody in this room make mistakes. But sometimes, you know, you always patch yourself says, and you say to yourself, my fault. Or you tell the next person, my fault. Oh, right. all right. My bad, wrong call. But it's like, he never did that. And I'm like, this, is, this, this, can't, this, this makes no sense. If you never accept any accountability, how can you really lead? Because all you're doing is pointing fingers. So if you're pointing fingers, that means what? You follow somebody else's lead? So who's really leading? If you say, oh, it's Fauci's fault, oh, it's, it's, it's Dr. Burke's fault, it's the media's fault. So you set the narrative as a leader. And it's like, at the end of the day, when things are good, yeah, I did this. But when things are bad, I didn't do it. Just like, stop counting the votes in Pennsylvania because I'm leading. But keep counting in Arizona because I'm winning, but I need to catch up. So I just, I just didn't like him as a person because he, didn't, he wasn't a leader, period. Do you, Rajia, do you anticipate a smooth transition or do you anticipate that he's going to kick dirt up until the bitter end? Based on what we know about Donald Trump, (laughs) I think he's going to go kicking and screaming. To be honest, I feel like they're going to have to drag him out the White House. By his hair. <laughs> oh, the toupee? <laughs> yes. I think I think the way it's gonna go is not in the sense of kicking and screaming, but accusations and allegations. It's not gonna be like, oh, they it's gonna be like, oh, look what they did. He's gonna try to ramp up his base just to make the country stay at ease. It's not gonna be more like, all right, I'll be back in four years. It's he, he most likely what's gonna happen, he's gonna lose in the courts. Right. As far as he, let's just let's let's get past that. He's, he's gonna lose. And he's going to make it seem like he... He, he, got, he was cheated. He was cheated. But he's going to make his base riled up to the point is... It's not we were cheated, but we're going to... Next in, in next election, we're going to be back. He's going to be like, no. We're going to make this country worse now because we didn't get our way. I think that's how... And it's going to be terrible. And I personally feel like right now, Joe Biden is a placeholder. So, and I'm going to say this in the sense where... He's, he's not going to get a lot done, number one. He doesn't have the Senate. So that's automatic. Right. Period. Not yet. 
they got to flip three. They don't, they don't even be able to flip one. And, and I'm the, loving your optimism, Woody, please. <laughs> no, no, and, independ- yeah. and independents have two. And if you look at it, the chances of independence really flowing through, and, and they, lost, they lost a lot in the Houses of Representatives, Congress, and everything like that. Democrats lost in that. So now you're realizing it's not just the branches in government now that's divided. The country voted some of these, they flipped some of these seats. The country flipped them. So now you can't, it's hard for Joe Biden to do anything when half of the, literally like half of the country split. Because a lot of these states, they, are, they came down to the wire. So you're going to have to really look at it as like, how could you really get anything done? Because one section of the country is like, nope, I'm not following anything he does. The other country is like, oh, are we going to appease? So it's, it's, it's gonna, he's a placeholder to 2024 to somebody new comes in and I'm going to say this, hopefully he's not another Trump family member. Well, I'm going to say that Trump will never be reelected. You don't know that. Look how close I'm telling you. Don't. I'm going to say that the forces that came out this time around are only going to multiply because especially like in states like Georgia, mm-hmm. The minority voters are going to see the impact that that had on Georgia. Believe it or not, in a lot of these southern states, we are the majority. We are the majority. The thing is, is that we don't come out and vote. We do not vote. Exactly. In one household, well, let's just say typical white American household, it's mom, dad, and two children. In our household, it's like five, six, seven people living. Mm -hmm. And no one is registered to vote. Exactly. But... Like you said, it's gonna change things. I this this is what you really gotta pay attention to. How much of a job Joe Biden does? He doesn't have to go up, but he just cannot afford to go down. Because if he goes down, those people that flipped and made it Georgia that close, he's, if another Trump comes around, like look, we gave the Democrats a chance, and look what happened. Joe Biden doesn't have to do well. He just cannot slip up. Yeah, Maybe. but I don't. I don't think Georgia will. I think Georgia might continue blue. Nope. A lot of northerners have moved to Georgia also. Do you notice how close it was in New York? Outside of the five boroughs, you know what it was? What? Purely Republican votes. Purely. They won Long Island, upstate. They won all that. The only reason why Democrats got New York City, five boroughs, period. Without the five because bur- we are New York. That's what I'm saying. So without, imagine if, the, if, if slowly in the five boroughs, like, yo, man, like, let's just say me, for example. I'm thinking a different way. I'm like, all right, we voted Joe Biden. And like, honestly, it got worse. Trump was bad socially, but economically or whatever. I don't want to talk about international relationships. Let's just, that was, a, that was another Democracy. episode. There's going to be something that's going to be like, yo, this didn't really benefit me in no type of way. So you know what? I'll pick a lesser two evils again. God forbid, let's just say Kamala, Kamala and Nakai? Kamala, uh, you gave up too. Let's say Kamala. We all know Joe Biden's not running again. Let's let's all agree on that. The man is like, right. like literally. 72, 74? 74? 77. He's old. 27. Yeah. I think, so we all know he's so yeah, yeah, I think he's about 77. We all know he's not running again. So let's just say Kamala goes again and that administration did a bad job. You think she's getting reelected if she goes against Trump again? Let's let's really look at it. Vice President Barack Obama? On her ticket? <laughs> no, can he do that? I mean, since we're yeah. speaking hypothetically, right? I'm not sure. Can he run for vice president? Or oh, that's it? It's only you, four you years? Say, I don't think he would want to. Nakai, Google. I'm not can sure. A, can a once-time pre- can a president 
All right. Can somebody else, president, times. run as vice president so in future elections? He can't run for it. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> and I'm like, yo. So. He's vice president. Uh, so, we'll we, we, we fact check her because, you know. The That's youth, what it says. The but youth. it says, another one says. Are you on the Google? <laughs> it says, no, President Barack Obama cannot serve as. Well, no, See, we have a split country again. What says yes? What says I, I don't think. I don't think he would. He would do that. It's a step back. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Right. It definitely back. a step back. But who knows, man? So hopefully, I mean, are you Wish guys thinking? Do you guys plan on going to any um, Biden celebrations and street dances and? None in particular. Not during COVID. All right. What about you, kid? <laughs> who are you gonna Who are you gonna vote for for class president? Huh? Would you run for class president ever? Would I run for class president in your school? No. All right. Let's just say, you, like, they they just randomly nominate. You. Hey, Nakai, you know, we we want you to, you know, go for class president. Like, what are you gonna offer the kids? Like, what what change would you want in your school? Uh, probably about like like learning like of like the testing because like this, I feel, yeah, first of all, there's a lot of like in your vocabulary. Sorry for <laughs> learning. I feel like. For the test, oh, I don't want any other word to use for like tests and stuff and stuff. Give her a break, Woody. For uh, like, for a certain grade, you kind of have to like do like other work. I feel like if you don't like understand it, you shouldn't be having to like redo it and like put more pressure on yourself. Because, but what would be like, for example, if let's say the students get together and they say, you know. We want to change a few things about testing. We want to change a few things about class schedules. We want to change a few things about... I know your school does the one one through six schedule cycle where it's like you don't have gym every Tuesday. You don't have... It's like every you have gym like every fifth day. So gym might end, end up on a Tuesday. They might be on a Thursday. So they want like more uniform schedules without having to remember, oh, this is week, this is day six or this is day four. Like how would you promote that? To the principal, like, this is the change we need. But I like the six-day schedule. But you represent the people that want change, though. So I would tell him that we just want a schedule that is easy to remember so we won't forget our gym uniform and get, and get a lower grade for our gym average. So if somebody wants to get rid of the six-day cycle and wants a fixed schedule, would you go for that even though you disagree with it? Yes. To Why? help To help... To help them for their grade. But why exactly why? Because it will help them, like, what, like, what, maybe just stress out because certain things, like, gym, so people, people forget their gym uniform, you start freaking out because, like, oh no, it's gonna, like, I'm gonna get points deducted. But if you have, like, a set day for gym, then you'll, rem- you have to remember your gym uniform. You know, oh, Tuesday I have gym, let me put it in my bag. Notice how she just went from she's for for the six day cycle. Now she's like, you know what? I I would go for. But you schedule. just said if it's for the the students, so I'm answering if it's for the students. Ah, she's representing the people, and that's, that's what I wanted. That's what I was looking for. That's Not placing the blame on the individual. You're, you're doing the job you're voted to do because that's what you were placed to do. It's not your personal exactly. Interest. She's not. She's not. Um. She's putting her personal interests aside. For the I, greater good. I think we should have put you on the ballot instead of Kanye West. 
<laughs> Kanye West by the way got like 50 or 60,000 votes are you serious yes Nakai voted for him no I didn't <laughs> easy baby alright I can see you putting your name on the ballot oh man I should have I would have went real far I probably got like 20 votes you know I would have got my neighbors to vote for me really but that's my question if Kanye West was not on certain state ballots like could he even get recognized even if he got enough votes? <laughs> I'm not sure. Can you like write in a name on the back? You can. You can write you in can. a name. Okay. I, I found that out this week too. Because mm-hmm. I seen like he wrote his own name. Okay, so then I <laughs> guess ridiculous. there you go. So, so 50,000 votes wasted. Wasted. They could have sent those to North Carolina or something. Like the Joe Jones. In favor of who? Whoever they want to vote for. Okay, just checking. I, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I'm an American supporter. Okay. Good answer. Good, (laughs) safe answer. It's the way to go. So now, should we jump into today's topic? Sure, why not? Should we? Roger? Should we, Nakai? Sure. All right. And what's today's topic, Woody? Today's topic is fathers and daughters. So this is why I brought my daughter here, because I am a father. And since being a father of a female, and I always say is, this is my belief. Being a male, having a daughter as your first child is always like a great experience because it, it changes a lot. Because I've, I've watched my friends who have sons as their first kids. It's like they're trying to raise a man automatically. And I think that, that kind of like messes, I don't use the word messes up the child. But Explain it, that. It's like, I grew up around a lot of black guys. And they were, you know, I don't know how other ethnicities or other demographics do it. It's more like you have to be macho. You gotta be. You gotta be tough. You gotta be ready to take on the world. You 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 gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta be strong. You gotta be strong will. So it's like they really try to instill that in the child early. Now understanding, this is a toddler. Right. <laughs> so it, it makes a difference. And raising a child, you, you have to be in, in touch with your feelings, which most black men are like. Oh, I'm not gonna be in touch with my feelings or. I don't have the patience for this. I'm not going to do this. Because they still have to... I don't they feel like they have to keep up in their parents. I, I, I personally don't know what it is. <laughs> but okay. I, and as opposed happen. to having a daughter as a first child? Um, having a daughter as a first child, you have to... You, you're, more, you're more patient. Because there's less likely chance you're going to yell at your daughter. But you yell at your son. There's more likely chance... That you'll hit your son, but you're not gonna hit your daughter. There's more like a chance if, if your daughter's telling you a story, you're gonna pay attention. But if your son's telling you a story, you're like, yeah, 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 son. That's yeah, yeah. You just, you just, you, it's just like I've seen it where they, the kid is just talking. Like, hey, dad, right? He's just talking. The dad's just like, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like a daughter. It's like I don't know. It's like it, it just naturally kicks in. Where it's more like you're, you're more, you're more, you're more human. That's how I would put it. Are you like more in tune with your feminine side? I don't know if you want to use that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's the phrase you that want to use. did come out, uh, <laughs> not in the way I wanted it to come out. Nah, but would you I, I say that you're, you're more in tune with like your? Um, you're more in tune with how your mother sensitive raised you. emotional side. You're more in tune to how your mother raised you, instead of what's what you. Society wants you to be. That's just how I would... I, mean, I don't know if it makes sense to you. So would you say that a dad is more lenient with his female child than a I'm boy? Not, I always say I'm a different type of parent. I don't know if you could 
don't know how many parents you had, Nikai, but <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a different type of parent. Number one, I'm only, what, 20 years older than you? So I, I feel like I'm more in tune, so I'm more laxed. I'm not lenient, but I'm more lax. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of more, I'm going to say understanding, but maybe only you could confirm to that. Yeah, you are. And I feel like it's, most parents that are older, they only know one thing. Provide, provide, provide. Roof on your shoulder, roof over your head, food in your stomach, clothes on your back. Right. And they don't analyze every other thing that the child goes through. They don't analyze what else is going on in the world. They don't analyze what's impacting how the child is going to be five years from now based on who they're around. And they only know who you're around once you bring the bad friends around. But they don't really tell you how to make good friends. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm just a different type of parent. Even though my parents are older, I kind of still kind of got that from them because it's just how they are. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's just start, for example, like, since I'm already talking, like, what, what is your perspective on how a father should be, Nakai? I feel like they should be very understanding because, like, I feel like children are more close to their mothers, I feel like, because it's just their mother. But I feel like the father should kind of be, like, more patient because we're not always going to go to our father first. Sometimes I go to my mom first, and I hear, like, so a second. Then me and this is, like, my mom, I'm, like, I live with her. I'm close to her. We have a, like a special bond, but like fathers don't. I don't want like they, they shouldn't feel like the second person. I feel like. And society does look at it that way. What do you guys think on that? What do you, well, Vijay, What do you think uh, uh, makes a good father? So my dad is a girl dad. I know um, her father. But, oh, by the way, everybody, I'm sorry to cut you off. I've known Vijay since I was what 14, 15? Yeah. We've been friends for like forever, and we're gonna have an episode about this. A female and male best friend relationship. How does that work? But go ahead, Rajia. Yeah, so my dad is a girl dad. So my yes, father doesn't have any sons. He has four daughters. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> what I just wanted to start what, with what, that. <laughs> shout out to Roger, her father. But um, and um, what 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 do you think makes a good father? Um, you know. Like any other parent, a good father has to be a provider, has to set a good good example. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have to have grown up with both parents in my household. You know, my parents been married forever, um, and he's always been a presence in my life. So I just think that with any parent, not you know, but particularly, you know, in a black household, the father being present makes a big difference um you know he listens i can i could sometimes go to my father when i'm not you know trying to hear what my mother gotta say like <laughs> okay let me just speak to daddy about this so whatever um and he could just give me a different point of view like he's known my mother longer than i've known her obviously <laughs> so he could he could speak I to you know so. <laughs> yeah he could speak to you know the way she um the way she reacts to certain things or the way she feels about certain things um and, and he also knows her in a, in a a different aspect exactly so as an adult you know, I could be like, yo, why is she acting like this? Mm -hmm. 
and he'll break it down for me and I'll be like, okay, well, you know, let me just try to be a little bit more patient. So having my father there actually helps me with my relationship with my mother. Balance. It, it does offer, you know, some balance. Um, you know, having my father in the household makes me kind of learn, okay, this is what a man is supposed to do, or this is what um, a husband is supposed to do for his family. That, that, like, I think that he provided a great example for me personally. Um, and he's, he's, he's protective. I think your father is supposed to protect you um, no matter what. Um, I always say this, like, my father's the only man on earth I know for a fact loves me unconditionally. Facts. He's the only person I can say that about. Everybody else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's fine. All right. So, jump, I'm going to switch up the question on you, E. You know, I asked him what he think make a good father. So, as far as, you know, you know, again, your, your father, you know, you see he's active. So, being that you had that presence and you kind of, you felt, you know, he's a great father. Did that build, did, they, did it stay the same or did it tell you as you became an older woman with your own kids where you see, okay, I, I had a good father, my father's great. Do you still have that relationship as time went by? I'm asking, this is why. Nakai's getting older. <clears throat> so as she gets older, she, she goes out there and explores the world and become her own person. What happens to that relationship? Absolutely. The bond I have with my dad has only intensified throughout the years. Um, like Nakai was saying earlier, sometimes when children are in a bind, they run to their mom first. I always ran to my dad because my mom was like the enforcer, the disciplinarian. So I always ran to my dad first because I know my dad was going to be lenient. So it was like I kind of knew how to manipulate the situation. <clears throat> and... One of the things I have to say that I learned from my dad is patience. I mean, you guys are saying that a lot. <laughs> because I feel that that's one of the main characteristics that a dad should display towards his daughter is patience. Oh, yeah. Because I find that mothers are hard on their daughter. Or harder. I don't want to just say and generalize everyone. The, especially like in the black and Latino community, mothers are very hard on their daughters. I'm going to tap into that, but continue. And uh, I find that when you come from a two-family home, your dad offers that balance. Now, there are households where the dynamics is the other way around, but... For the most part, it's been my experience that black and Latino moms are extremely hard on their daughters, whether they want the best for their daughters or whether, believe it or not, they envy their daughter or because they, I guess, just generally want better for their daughter. So they're like extremely hard on their daughter, but then when it comes to their son, they're lax. Yeah. Do you agree? I I do agree. Um, 
my experience, I don't have any brothers, so I wasn't I'm raised. Your brother, man. Yeah, you are my Basically, brother. Yeah, I passed it. I'm always yes. like, yeah, what is the son I need? Yes, what is the, the brother my mother never birthed? Um, <laughs> um, but I do agree. Um, seeing like with my, how my aunts, some of my aunts treat my male cousins versus the female cousins. There's a difference. Like, I don't have any brothers, so the dynamic was different. Um, the way the daughters were treated, that's just how we all were treated. Um, but I see in other households, and you know, my dad's Jamaican, so I have a, I'm half Jamaican, so. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, I've seen the way, you know, some of my aunts do treat their sons a little bit differently, and they're just a little bit harder on their daughters. Um, even when they were coming up, I would hear stories like, wow, you know, my grandparents were pretty hard on some of their, you know, some of my aunts um, versus the way that, you know, they treated their sons. So there is a difference. And I, and, and especially like Caribbean um, households, it's the same, the way the mom treats the sons versus the daughters. But tapping into, I tell you, you saying, you know, the mothers are usually harsh on the daughters, but not jumping off the topic, mm -hmm. I feel like just like remember I said earlier, when a guy's raising his son as a first child, he tends to be harder. So it might be the same thing where that's being the same sex, you kind of understand what that person is going to have to go through to, through life. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're trying to, Maybe it's subconsciously try to prep them. Maybe you may think it's hard, but it's like yo, I already know what this is gonna, how this is gonna happen. Right. You know, I don't know what challenges she's really gonna face as a woman. So it's more like I'm just prepping her just to be herself, do you have confidence? But my mother's like, she needs a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. So it might be she might be a little harder. Maybe it's not harder. Maybe it's preparation. I, I mean, maybe that's your view on it. It breeds resentment. I see it both ways. Um, Doesn't depends how you go about it though, because yeah. you can still have a good relationship and still push harder. Yeah, I, I see it both ways. I can see where it could breed resentment because you know a brother and a sister growing up in the same household, and you see your mother giving you know being a little bit more affectionate towards your brother. You know, you, you might feel a certain way about it. You get to work with everything. <laughs> you, you might feel a, a, little, a certain way about it. And like, you know, well, mom doesn't treat me like this. You know, all mom does is tell me what to do. And, you know, my brother out here doing whatever he wants. And she and he still gets all the love and attention and whatever. Or it can be as minute as my brother doesn't have to wash the dishes yes. and do laundry and or cook and I do. Mm -hmm. So it can be micro, yeah, uh, micro resentments that are breeded, and it also uh, breeds stereotypes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So okay, that, that's deep. So I'm gonna skip. A, I'm gonna skip a few steps here. So question goes to Nakai. So knowing that you're, you're Nakai, now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. As far as what they're stating. And the impact of fathers and how it can be with different, you know, having a brother or sister. Apparently, you're the only child. So, for the record, her and I do live in two different homes. Okay. She lives with her mother. So, how, how does that affect you as far as your relationship 
in my relationship as far as not living in the same house? I don't I don't think it's like affected. For me personally, I don't feel like I don't really think like oh my dad's not here, like oh like 'cause I see you all the time and we have a good relationship and we understand each other and like we can always be there for each other. So it's not like oh I only have my mom. It's like I have both of you but just, I don't live with you. So you feel your dad's presence? Very a lot. Oh, thank you, kid. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry. I just yeah, because being present, you don't have to actually be in the same household to be mm-hmm. present. <laughs> you just have to be an active parent. We have too many non-active parents. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, this is gonna go around the table. I'm gonna ask all three of you this, starting with Erica. Yes. So, what is the simplest best memory you have? With your dad. Something simple. What well, doesn't have to be, oh, he's at my grade. Something just something simple. Not he's going to your events, taking you out to graduation. Something that's simple, but it's 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 a wel- welcoming moment where you felt like he got me. Oh god. <laughs> you guys understand the question? Do you want me to really say what jumped into my mind? I can think Are we being honest? I can think of what it is, because I probably had the same experience, but I'm gonna assume. The day we became a woman. Okay. I'm sorry? Oh, I don't know. The what? <laughs> no, because I, 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 no, I had... Wait. I don't want to put the kind of blast, but I had to go to the store and buy feminine products. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say It yeah. wasn't that. It was... Okay. So, you know. <laughs> you nervous? I, yeah, because it was like, I can't believe I did that. So, I was 15 years old. I can't believe it's not butter. So, I was 15 years old, and just... Listen to my story, but don't ever do what I did. <laughs> and I kind of got caught up in this little bad group of friends in the ninth grade. And we call ourselves going shoplifting in a department store. And it's not lifting a shop, Makai. <laughs> and nothing good ever comes from that, Kai. Trust me. And we got caught shoplifting. We were over 15. Like, we didn't have... We, like, went into the fitting room and, like, stuffed the clothes in our backpacks, like... We didn't, like, really? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So, of course, we got caught. And when they have us down in this room, like, in the basement of the department store, they caught my dad. And my dad came to rescue me. And my dad was like, you lucky. I'm not going to tell your mom about this. <laughs> and to this day, I think my dad held that secret. <laughs> And that was the day that I legitimately knew that my dad was, like, my hero, my road dog. Because my mom was, like, a super disciplinarian. And I knew that that was going to be a legit butt whipping if my mom found that out. Like, I had absolutely no business in the city. I had absolutely no business in my Catholic school uniform in high school. Shoplifting. So, are you following? Where are you following? I had no business shoplifting. Should have been a saint. Should not. They they, they paid for you to be a saint, and this is what you do. And this is what I did. I was shoplifting, and my parents were sacrificing to send me to this Catholic school, and I was doing things that I didn't have any business doing. What a great way for a teenager to pay back. Yeah, (laughs) horrible of me. And as an adult, it's like you realize like the things you did, and it was such a bad decision. What about you, Amadia? Oh, let me think. 
one memory. Um, I don't know. My dad taught me how to drive. Um, <laughs> you know, the it was the moment where I, I knew that he trusted me. Um, when he was teaching me how to drive, we were doing like um, driving lessons on a weekend. And I had, um, I had just got my permit and we were driving and um, we ended up having to go to my grandmother's house. My grandmother lived in Brooklyn and we lived in Queens. Shout out to Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were driving and I thought at one point, you know, he would tell me to pull over so he could drive to Brooklyn. And he told me to just keep going. He told me, okay, get on the conduit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> on the conduit? Okay. He was like, okay, now go on the Belt Parkway. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you want me to go on the Belt Parkway? He's like, yeah, go. You got this. So, I mean, that was, a, that was the time I knew that he trusted me. And he didn't really see me as like a little girl anymore. He, he trusted me with driving this minivan <laughs> on a Bell Parkway to Brooklyn. <laughs> me and all my, I don't know, 16 years. And um, he, he had confidence in me and he let me do it. And we lived. <laughs> we survived. Well, let me ask your daughter now. Uh, go ahead, man. <laughs> so at your tender age, is there a defining, a defining moment where you feel that my dad rides for me? Uh, probably in like sixth grade because something was happening in school. And I told my dad, he always like talked to me after school about it. And he was like, he was just like, like, do this, do this. It wasn't like, he wasn't like forcing me. It was just like, like stick up for yourself. What happened though? So. I think I, I remember this, but tell the audience what happened okay. if you want to share. So this in sixth safe. grade, I was getting like bullied and stuff. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's all right, kid. Here, it's okay. Here. She's, she's, she's. Sad about it. You want, you want to talk about it or? If you don't want to talk about it, it's okay. But you can skip to the part where you felt, you know, I got you. So like it was like towards the end of like the time it was happening, and then I was in the car because he fixed me up from school, and then I then I told him like what I did because I I was like talking to the girl about it and I was like confronting her about it and then he was like proud of me because I stuck up for myself for the first time. And I'm proud of you as well. Yes. yes. And it's crazy. Makai is very, she's a very nice girl. She's an introvert. She's very relaxed. She doesn't like confrontation. Right. And another thing about learning to raise a daughter, I learned to let a child be who they are. You don't raise your child to what you want them to be. You're raising your child to be who they are. Okay. So me, I'm a straight shooter. I tell you how I feel. I'm not aggressive, but I'm not sore. Right. So I don't try to make her that person, but at the same time, it's more like, it may sound bad when I say it to you, but I say to you, I'm not going to be around forever. And it's not in the sense of I'm ever going to leave you, but as we all know, grandparents, parents, our time on this earth comes eventually. Right. So when I say that to you, I'm not going to be around forever, is I want to be confident where... I know if something is to happen to me, I know you're set, you're good. 
you don't you may still want me around, but you don't no longer need me around. So I try to make sure you understand there's certain things, it's either gonna go your way, or it's not gonna go your way. But there's only one way to find out. It's to go, it's to go at it. Right. So she's done a lot of things and she slowly came out of her shell. She's tried out food that she never wanted to try. And you're doing good. Yes, oh, you are. And one, I'm going to tell you a story about when I know she kind of somewhat is like me. It's probably when she could have been five or six years old. So, you know, I'm sometimes very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. What? What? You're very what? <laughs> you're very what? I said I'm very sarcastic. Oh. I thought I heard a T after no, that. No, it's sarcastic. We, we spoke about it. Well, right, yeah, but okay. <laughs> that was an episode. So we're at the house. And the guy finished, finished, finishes eating. And I'm like, hey, you want some ice cream? She goes, I'll take some. You probably, I don't even remember this. You probably not even remember. Your brain don't go back that far in time. So I gave her the ice cream in a small bowl, probably about three scoops. Give us when she's sitting down and watching TV, she, she takes a couple of spoons, a regular spoon and... It's the ice cream. And the ice cream is sitting there. Then she brings me the ice cream and says she's done. So I said, like, yo, what do you mean there's a whole bunch of ice cream from there? I was like, why would you ask me for ice cream if you didn't want it? She scurriedly looks at me and says, I didn't ask for it. You offered it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, that is something I would say. Like, right. that is so me. I'm like, ah. Oh. And, and she actually had a point. Like, yeah. I, I didn't ask you offer it. Well, I'm happy that you stood up for yourself. So kudos to you. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's an important step that you did there. You stood up for yourself. You stood up for your beliefs. You stood up for, a lot of times, uh, we don't agree. We don't, you don't agree with everyone. Even as adults, you're going to meet people who try to bully you, who try to intimidate you, who try to belittle you. You're still going to encounter that. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You're going to still encounter that. But the important thing is, is that, you express how you feel, you stand up for what you believe in, and you don't ever fold under pressure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. What type of, what advice would you give her in the future if she ever encounters uh, someone bullying her? It's, it's going to look different as you get older. Um, and being a black woman, it's going to look different ways. You're just going to need to know how to recognize it. Um, and and like what Erica said, you, you have to recognize it. You have to defend yourself. Um, it doesn't always have to be confrontational, but you have to still stand on your own two feet, stay planted, and just basically let people know that you're not the one to be effed with. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, they'll, they'll see that. And they won't mess with you. I like that you said that it doesn't have to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples of some tools that you perhaps have used in the past that have been non-confrontational methods to deal with bullying? I could tell you some tools that I had to use last week. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you, when, you, when you start to work and you deal with people on a professional level, you know... For whatever reason, some people just like to nitpick and just come at you for what? You don't know. Like, you should have had something done. And they're like, well, you know, well, I wasn't advised, blah, blah, blah. You know, you could just kindly let them know. They'll say this to you in a public forum. 
not necessarily public, but like, you know, in an email, <laughs> in, a, in a meeting or in an email, they'll copy everybody from your boss's boss to, to, to the president, to the CEO, trying to point out something that they think you've done wrong. But if you know you weren't wrong, even if you did make a mistake, you take accountability. Um, but you could also address it in a way that, you know, it didn't have to get to this point. You could have came at me one-on-one -on -one and we could have discussed this. So that's not necessarily being confrontational, but you're setting the stage like, you know, you didn't have to go about it this way. You could have contacted me on a personal level or one-on-one -on -one and we could have got it resolved. So now you have everybody looking at you <laughs> crazy because... You caused me out on something that wasn't even my fault. Right. <laughs> right? So It backfired. It backfired in that sense. But still, you know, being a bigger person, you know, I, I would reach out to that person and be like, you know, this is something we could have handled one-on-one. So I ain't saying now you're looking stupid. But, you know, <laughs> but so, you're looking stupid. You're looking stupid right now. Stupid looking. But in order to avoid, you know, certain things, we could have, let's put certain work work um, flows in place just so that we avoid it so when you get older you'll, you'll learn you know it's through experience a lot is through experience because a lot of times you want to just react and and you can't i learned that you, you can't I'm, just react yes uh, i'm, I'm a chemical reaction waiting to happen yeah. <laughs> yeah so so you learn ways on how to kind of get your point across without being what they see as confrontational. Margia, can you give us some of the, or maybe one tool that you use to like calm yourself down or to bring yourself yes. or to ground yourself? What, what are the different uh, mechanisms that you utilize? So in a situation like that where I'm being called out, can't react right away, you have to Think about your paycheck at first. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but well, no, I just like yeah, I just want to know like what does she personally no, no, do just, at that instant, you. like to to ground herself. Just step away. You have to step away. You have to remove yourself from the situation completely, right? And just look at it as an outsider, or look at it as how you will want to be addressed or reacted to. So that's. That's one thing I'm starting to learn to do because it's a <laughs> it's a learning process. You gotta just it's not always gonna come easy. Definitely it never comes easy, but I think stepping away from the situation, reevaluating it, removing yourself from the equation to just see, you know, different point of views, and then just thinking about what you're saying. And that's a lot to do because human beings mm. just want to react and you have to kind of program yourself to not react. So that's that's what I do. I just kind of step away, give myself room to breathe and then come back with a clearer head and see what I'm going to do. Good, good. I mean, me being a guy, I, I, used, I used to be very explosive. Like anything would just trigger me to a point I'm like, yo, but I've learned like my you my yeah you my uh, shut up Erica yeah I know what you're talking about. Well, you have calmed down a lot, Woody. <laughs> I didn't do what I was gonna do. See, you I'm have still gonna do it though. No, nah, you're I'm not. Just joking. 
But um, yeah. I, we'll so, discuss about. We'll. I'll have that discussion with you <laughs> off air. No. So thing is, sometimes is me and my mindset. I go to I don't care mode because if I don't care, I don't react. Most people tend to react because it gets to them and they care. Is can't. that healthy? No, it's more like, for example, let's just say I'm at work and I don't like the way a guy's talking to me. I just look at him like, in my mind, I'm just giving a blank stare. Like in my mind, I'm like, yo, do you really think I care right now? So me putting myself in that I don't care space, more like I have no obligation to react at that point. I have no care because I really don't care. I'm only going to react because I care about how it makes me feel or what I want to do. So if I just give you that I don't care look and you realize I really don't care, you really have nothing else to say and... And I realized, whoa, nothing, nothing negative came out of this. In a sense where I didn't say the wrong thing, I didn't do the wrong thing. And if they realize I don't care, they're only gonna realize I don't care. <laughs> so sometimes taking your emotions out of it kind of help to put yourself in a position where you don't overthink it, you don't act in a brash manner. And you have taken away power from the bullies because if they realize you don't care it's like what are they triggering Mm -hmm. you're triggering uh i don't care response and that's not what they want they want you to care they want you to react they want you to cry they want you to like myself i've i've been known to just smile like when you know, something upsets me or someone says, you see how you do the blanks there? I smile and I just look at you like, <laughs> and I just smile. And even though I'm dying inside or I'm crushed inside or I just want to <laughs> jump up and because I kind, I'm kind of a firecracker as well. And even though I want to just jump up and scratch your eyes out, I'll just smile at you. And that kind of throws them off balance because now they're like, that's not the response that I'm that I'm eliciting. That's not the response that I'm provoking her for, and it throws them off. So that's another defense mechanism when you know people start their nonsense. You just <laughs> oh, I'm even known to give them a chuckle as well. Like, <laughs> and now they're looking at me like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly, but it throws them off. So definitely, definitely. I mean, is there anything that you do now, Nakata, like put yourself in that zone where I know you don't get emotional or you don't let it bring you down and just to let that moment pass for what it is? I don't really just listen. I just, like in school, I just do my work. (laughs) That's good. And it's going to pay off because those same children that bully you, those are going to be the same children that bully people in the future and... You're going to look back at that moment and say, hmm. I'm your boss. <laughs> uh, I would like a number two supersize, please. <laughs> As she's taking your order from the fast food register. Hey, there's nothing wrong working fast food, by the way. Oh, there's absolutely nothing. But um, my girl sitting across from me is going to have her <laughs> nice little CEO outfit on and says... Uh, I'm tired of doing yoga. Let me just eat dirty for one day. <laughs> but one thing um, certainly is based on, just based on that topic alone, like she has come to us when she does have issues and continue doing that. Again, my motto is, same thing I told your cousin, my concern is I never want to tell any one of them is why didn't you come to me? Right. You know what I mean, that's always something that a parent never wants to say. That means something went drastically wrong. Don't ever say like, Again, don't get this twisted. I can get disappointed. 
but I won't get angry. There's a difference. Disappointed is I didn't like the decision you made. It could have been handled better. You should have known better. We're going to fix it. Or sometimes if it's something, you're going to fix it. But I'm not going to get angry because getting angry doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't help you solve the problem, and it stops you from coming to me next time. So that's something that's not going to happen. But coming up, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about a topic which everybody, every dad sometimes feels uncomfortable talking about. All right. I'm looking forward to this. So we're going to take a break, and hopefully Erica doesn't choke on her coffee again. I'll take a sip by the time we come <laughs> on, back. On a break. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, coming back to us, we'd like to give a shout out to, you know, our sponsors, Erica. Bashin.biz. That's V-A-S-H-U-N dot biz. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Vashin2020. B-A-S-H-U-N 2020 on IG. And put your orders in. I got a few hats. I got a few sweaters. Oh, we're also having a pop-up shop uh, November 20th. So we got to put this episode out ASAP. Right. So visit our web, uh, visit our Instagram page for more information. Again, that's Vashin2020 on Instagram. That is correct. And get all your attire, clothing, name, embroidery done at Vashin. All right. And um, so we're back. And I said we're going to jump into a topic, which is the boyfriend or the boys topic. How does a dad talk to his daughter about boys? Mm-mm. Well... I pr- well, we had this conversation already, Nakai, and it wasn't a bad conversation. I guess, I don't know, maybe because our dynamic is different, and I'm not worried. I'm not, oh, this is uncomfortable. Again, I'm realistic, and I feel like what better way to guide her by me knowing what it's like to be uh, uh, one of those frisky boys, one of those that's trying to like get in, get in your mind. You were a frisky boy? I was, I was a wild boy. I was, I was wild. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I feel like, hold on, we having technical difficulties? Okay. Um, was I? Was it a second? Let's see. We haven't. Okay, we good. Um, I, was, I was wild. So I feel like if you're going to guide your daughter, you might as well guide her. You don't have to give her the full blunt truth, but you can know what's out there. So... So would you say that because you were a wild uh, boy, a wild boy <laughs> that you can give her pri- proper guidance? To the best of my knowledge, until what I've experienced and what I've known, I can slowly guide her. Again, she still has to make the decisions. She still, and maybe these young boys now come up with different ways to manipulate them. I don't know. So, do you think that it's better to teach her what to avoid and as opposed to what to look for? Um, what to avoid? I think once you know what you're looking for, the what to avoid automatically fills itself in. You like, hold on, that's not what I like. That's not what I want. That's not what the type of person I want to deal with. So automatically, that's already in place. So I think what to avoid is it's like it's limitless, but what to look for is the best way to go about it. Okay, how about you, Regia? Do you think that the teaching style of what to avoid trumps? Should I even use that word? Ooh. I'm going to retract that statement. I don't want that statement. <laughs> so I'm going to rephrase my statement to you. Would you say that That's teaching it. your child or your female child what to avoid is more important than what to look for or vice versa? Hmm. 
That's a hard question for me because... Trump think everything is a hard question now. You think this is a hard question? <laughs> you want us to get I, back to you? No, no, I can answer it. Um, <laughs> you better answer it. Because I... Woody, Woody knows I've... I've had... <laughs> I've had issues. <laughs> and I could tell. I'd be like, I'm not going to like that one. I could I've tell. had issues in the past. Um, I know I know what I want to look for. Right. And... You kind of get caught up in what they feed you sometimes. Exactly. So, I, I would think that, you know, my father, you know, told me what to avoid and being an, example, being an example would tell me what to look for. However, you still got to learn your lessons. I agree. Yeah. Because I feel that my dad kind of taught me what to avoid because I got a lot of lessons in stay away from that guy on the corner, stay away from this guy, mm -hmm. look at these guys, stay away from these guys. Mm -hmm. These are no good, these are hoodlums, these are, so I feel like it was always like a constant lesson on what to avoid, but mm -hmm. by default, by watching his relationship with my mom, by watching how nurturing he was, how he was a protector, how he defended his family, how he worked hard, how he honored the establishment of a family, mm -hmm. I just kind of by default learned what to look for, mm -hmm. but I find, I find that my dad was constantly well not constantly but just always like reminding me of what to avoid mm. what about you Nikai? um i feel like my dad definitely tells me like when we're like walking he's like oh like not doesn't like point it out he's just like stay away from like people that are no good i know like they're not good for you i know like who you are and you're like better than that so that's like what he tells me. So do you feel that he tells you more what to avoid or he tells you more like what to look for in different relationships? What to avoid mostly. Not really, oh, really, it kind of contradicts what I said. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, interpretation well, is everything, Woody, because point, you, you can be putting it out there in one way, you. but her interpretation is, you know, what's important. Well, who just didn't notice? I gave Erica a dab because that was actually a good point. I'll give you another one. All right. So <laughs> let, let's let the young lady finish her right, statement. Yeah, it's just what to avoid. Maybe because I don't really, like, not only pay attention of what he told me to, like, look for, but I mostly hear the avoid part. So do you feel that by watching how your dad is as a person that that helps you know what to look for? Yeah, like certain characteristics and stuff. Okay. I mean, I'm always around him. Right. And so I, no, not always around him, but like how he treats me. Right. It's kind of just like, oh, okay. So you expect that type of treatment from other people? Yeah. So Good. How, how do I treat you? Very caring, loving, supportive. Oh. Okay, thank you. Ah. Good job, Woody. <laughs> and I'm not paying her to say this. <laughs> um. So, okay, so... Is there at a certain point, okay, where if you are actually having relationship issues, have you gone to your father for advice? I have. I haven't. I'll just be like, it's over between me and him. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was more like, not advice on like, what should I do? But more like when I'm done with the relationship, mm -hmm. I've come to my dad and say like, I'm done. 
And then my dad will say something like, I'm so happy. Or like, he usually shows like a sign of relief. How about your dad? <laughs> my dad, um, he doesn't really say anything. He'll just be like, oh, okay. He kind of like keeps his feelings to himself. Okay. I guess maybe he's waiting. Oh, maybe she's just saying that this week. <laughs> so he be, maybe that's what he's that's what he's thinking right he's, he's never like said anything where i would feel like oh he's happy about me not being with this person anymore or whatever are you able to gauge your dad's feelings though um yeah i think so so did, would you gauge that he was happy when you've mentioned that you're no longer in this relationship or that you parted ways with? Because it's not just with like a male relationship. Like I've also spoken to my dad, you know, like if I've had downfalls with a friend or, you know, like a cousin or anything, you know, and yeah. I could, my dad is not really like an emotional person, but I can gauge how he's feeling maybe by like his eyes or like maybe like I'll see his shoulders slump or maybe they might perk up. But like I can gauge <laughs> that like how my dad's feeling. I think that if he knew details about the situation, he might have more of an opinion, but I kind of not tell him certain details. Now, why is that? Um... Because I don't want to be lectured. You know, like, sometimes you're like, okay, I know what he's going to say. I'm just not even going to say nothing to him. Do you want to, like, preserve your good girl image to your dad? Or do you just, like, don't want to hear, uh, like, a lecture? I think it's both, honestly. I, agree. Um, I think it's both as well. I think it's both. Like, most of it is me not wanting to hear it. Um I think I do need to preserve a good girl image for my father, um, even to this day. <laughs> no, I know he knows I'm grown, but still, like I'm, you know. No, this is a baby girl. So. Bias question. I'm okay. oh, sorry, Go but ahead. I'm gonna ask you as well. Oh me? I guess it's fair to ask you as well because okay. it's not uh, a female, just a question geared towards a female. Okay. Who do you? Loathe disappointing more your mom or your dad? Who's my mom? Uh, 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 who do you like really don't want to disappoint? Like, who would, who would it bother you more to disappoint your mom or your dad? And are there different levels? Like, would something disappoint your mom that won't disappoint your dad? And like, are there things that would disappoint your dad but not your mom? You understand my question? I feel like it's both. Because I feel like they, like, have, like, this, they, like, have to say, like, morals in a way, like, school. Because I'm, like, really good at school. Okay. And, like, when I, like, don't do bad for myself, I know I can do better. It's like, it's okay. Like, you did I'm like, no. But for me, I can do better. But, like, if it's, like, bad for them, then it kind of changes on me. Like, I well, I really did really bad. Because both of them are, like, you can do better. Not, not you can do better, but like you could have just studied harder or something. That's what it, it's not like one's like I have to like make one more proud than the other. It's just both of them. Okay. How about you? 
I think that if my, well, both parents, it hurts me to disappoint my parents, but I think it hurts especially more if my father tells me he's disappointed in me. That, like, cuts me. Because mm-hmm. he's usually the more understanding one. Like, my mother <laughs> my mother get upset, and I can handle that. But if my dad you're is used like... Because you're yeah. used to it. But if my father's like, you disappointed me, it's like, oh cuts my God, different. I, I failed as a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> It cuts different. Woody? Me, um, I think if I disappoint my father more, because he says less. Actually, my, my parents are more on the older side, and I learned how understanding my parents can be after I had Nakai. Because it was the whole situation. My mom was like, you know, why didn't you just come to it? So my mom is more of what I am with Nakai. My father, he's understanding too, but he just doesn't say much. So I, when he finally does say something, I'm like, damn, I got to fix this. So I got to deal with this because he doesn't say much. But my mom is more like, yo, come on, man. Like, you should have known better. Like, it's more like, come on, bro. But my dad's like, yeah, damn, man, you messed up. Like, it's, it's that, that, that change of tone. It's the same thing me said as that tone. Like, damn, bro. So it's, I, I, I think it would, it, it would actually tap my brain more because I think about it longer if my pops like, he's disappointed. Right. Because... I kind of look at myself as the following after my father type. Because my father's the one that he stays in contact with everybody in the family. He makes sure everybody's good. He calls people to check them and see how they're doing. So it's more like, even my mom says, she goes, you know, your father's like your, grand- your, father's like your grandfather. And you're like your grandfather. So she, it's, like, it's like my mom put that title on me. So it's like, so now if I do mess up and my father said he is disappointed, it would actually be harder for me because of what my mom said. I'm like my father now. If I let him down, it's more like, damn. And I and I kind of put him up there. So it's like, I didn't live up to, you know, whatever. Because my mom is way more communicative about how she expresses her disappointments. So I can, uh, I agree. Yeah. I feel like if I disappoint my dad, it just cuts different. I guess because I'm used to hearing my mom like, <laughs> oh, did this and you did that and it's sort of like it just rolls off my shoulder it's like huh but then like as I said earlier my dad it has like a lot of patience my dad is not a person that screams and shouts and you know my dad was always like the understanding parent so it's like to see him disappointed it just cuts differently it was it's just like and to just see your dad give my dad give me that look mm-hmm. and it was just like this look and it just cuts and like my dad never had to my dad never disciplined me to like physically discipline me whereas my mom you know she used to spank us but my dad never disciplined us in that fashion so all he had to do was just give me that look and i just melted it it hurt more than getting receiving a spanking it hurt more than receiving because a spanking was like oh whatever it's like oh whatever sometimes you wish you could get a beating (laughs) exactly because then at least like he got it off his chest and the pain would go away yeah but yeah yeah, my mom would grab a bell and she would whack 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 and then three minutes later it was like hey baby here dinner's ready you know but it's like my dad was like Yeah, it's, it's, I think it, it is like that with fathers. More like you sit there, you analyze it. Like, all right, it's like it's not a grudge. It's more like 
I ain't laying this ride. But it's I know what you mean. That disappointment. That's why I said, man, being disappointed in your child, I think, hurts him more than expressing anger. Because disappointment is going to make him want to do better. Right. Being angry is going to cause him to be like, oh, I, I, oh, I don't want to hear it anymore. Or I don't want to talk to him anymore. It just creates more of a vibe. But disappointment is more like, damn, this was the expectation. Now I want up saying, I got to step my game up. So what I want to ask, ask you, ladies, is this. Every, all you guys are saying these positive things. What's a negative thing that you feel like you, you would rather take out of your father? Like, what's a negative thing? What do you mean take out of? Oh, like you know how you remove all, from you, him? Like, you know, if this is one thing I could remove from him, this would be it. Because everybody's telling me these positives. I know I, know I got my negatives. <laughs> so it got to be something you're like, you know what? I could do without this. And I don't want to hear Roger. You saying, oh, I can live without the lectures. That's... Let's talk about no, it. Like, I love like, it's, my it's dad about... is wholesome. He's like Come all on, around. Come it's on, like Come on, I wouldn't change Come on, anything. On, I'm, I'm serious. I wouldn't change. It's gonna be like that one little thing. You're like, you know what? He's amazing, but just this one thing. Maybe <laughs> a bit more talkative, and I wouldn't even say that because my dad is talkative. What do you mean, like talkative in the sense approach you more to start to to, to see get into your mind? More, no. Or? Maybe like, I guess if he's upset at me, communicate better. Communicate you're, you're better what you're upset about, and I can't even say that because I mean, my dad. I love my dad. There's nothing I would change about him, Woody. I'm serious. Not change, but could be better. Let's put it that way. Could be better. I wish he wasn't a shopaholic, but I, <laughs> but I benefit from that. So I love it. I mean, <sighs> I, 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 what would you change about your dad? So, but not I, change, but you would would want to be better. Like she said, maybe communication yeah. when he's upset. What, uh, what's your thing? You know, you and Roger, where you be like, you know what? This I would like for this to have been better, or well, this needs I, to I be better. I can say that I wish that um, when it comes to us and my mother, mm-hmm. like if anyone disrespects us or my mother, he's just like he sees red, <laughs> and to me that's a little bit scary for me because you know there could be a lot of implications for that. Like, what if he seriously hurts someone and end up, you know, being put away and, damn, I, I don't have my father anymore. Um, so his temper with, like, outsiders, okay. I wish was a little bit more tame. I understand it. <laughs> but um, it, it, it kind of scared me sometimes because I don't want it to get... It, I don't want him to get into any trouble because of it. Where do you fall within your siblings? Um, so it's four of us. I'm I'm my mom's second born. So okay. um, I'm technically my father's first biological child, but my father raised my older sister since she was a baby. So okay. he calls her his first. Real man alert. <laughs> Real man alert. <laughs> Love me, love my dog. <laughs> I'm getting my dogs for sure. Um, what about you, Nakai? Is what's that one thing about me where you feel like ah, I wish this could be better, or you wish this could change, or whatever it is? Nothing really, but like. Nah, don't gas me up, kid. No. Talk your mind. Talk your mind. All right, maybe if you stop being so pushy, we can get her to Excuse open up a little bit. Am I pushy? No. 
I was See? like, <laughs> like sometimes you annoy me and stuff. Ooh, oh, I just tried like, to clean it up and call it pushy. Okay, good. Don't, like don't. you annoy me and stuff, and I'm like, kind of like over it sometimes. But like that's just so who you are. So that is who that is <laughs> that is who you are. Yeah, you can be annoying, but that's who you are, I'm, I'm, and that makes you who you are. Ooh, I I feel like I'm annoying in the sense where I'm like nick nick nicking at something. So I know I do that a lot. Like, oh, oh. But you're kind of only like <laughs> annoying to people that you're close with yeah. because when you're yeah. like around people who you have to or you don't have that really, you don't behave in that fashion. It's sort of mm-hmm. like in your inner circle, you're like, uh, 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 you're a jabber <laughs> and a poker. It's like a playful type yeah. of thing. Like, oh, he likes to banter a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I do like it. Yeah, he, you like to banter, <laughs> but when you're around, you know when to behave that way. True, true. So that's, that's, that's good to know. Um, so, in a sense of fathers, daughters, it seems like it, it, it is a positive person to have if they are positive. And we got to remember, some people don't, don't have, have our experience. Don't, don't have our experience and they don't have their fathers. But granted, just because somebody doesn't have a father sometimes, I want to be very careful what I'm going to say about this. Doesn't necessarily mean they're missing out. Because I feel like a real father, a real dad, a daddy, whatever you want to call them, is more important. Bappy. Bappy. is <laughs> actually an impact, a real impact, when they want to be there. Mm-hmm. And society may seem like where a dad is like a, a secondary parent instead of a half parent, which I myself, it kind of, it kind of bothers me. To sense is like, it's like you're not needed, but hearing you guys speak is like it is a necessity. But they look at the like again, mothers will always have their credit, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of fathers, you know, some guys don't interpret it to the point where what what it means. It's more like yeah, I'm here. Oh, I I, I pay child support. Oh, I pick up my kid. I do this, and I feel like all right, spending time to me is like one of the most important things, because you cannot raise a child if you don't know that child. A child cannot express themselves to you if they don't know you. You have to know who your child is, who your child is becoming, and the reason why. And you have to raise them accordingly. And in the sense is, don't put your, 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 your views as far as what you want them to be. Because then again, like you said, resentment. You're not going to have a proper relationship. And... Like I said again, you have to want to be there. Because if you don't want to be there, the effort is not going to be there. The time spent is not going to mean anything because you're just counting, you're just counting the ticks on the clock. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, you're 13. I'm like, wow, the time flew. What do they say? When you're having time, when you're having fun? Time flies. Time flies. And I can honestly say being a father actually has been one of the most impactful things in my life. Number one, I had a great... I, have a, I don't want to say I had. I'm sorry, Dad. I have a great father... I have uncles who I feel as great fathers. I have a good support system as far as family. I put myself around friends that I feel like they are good people. Not just to me, but I see how they are to people that they don't know. Who give back. Who takes the time to do things they don't necessarily need to do. And raising a daughter is the same way. You're going to do things. Well, it, it, it is out of the ordinary. I don't know anything about buying pads. But... I've done it. 
I don't know anything about gel and acrylic. What dries faster? I had to learn it. I don't know anything about braiding hair. I had to learn it. There's a lot of things I didn't know. I don't know anything about doing weird dances, but at the end of the day, it's a job that doesn't have a salary. Is it a job? It is a job because guess what? You can fail. You can be fired, believe it or not. Being fired is not having a good relationship with that child. That child doesn't want anything to do with you. I say that because I tell the guys that on the job that this is not my real job. When I go home, that's my real job. So I just wanted to see if we were on the same page. We are, because I took an answer. When she was young, I'm like, yo, I got to go to my second job because it is a job. Because guess what? In a real job, there are consequences. Raising a child, it is a, it, it are consequences to bad decisions. You show up late, that has an impact. You pick that child up late from dance, from wherever it is, they're going to remember you picking them up late all the time. You know what I mean? You don't show up. They're going to remember that. Just like your job's like, hey, you didn't show up yesterday. What happened? It gets noticed. So simple things will get noticed. And everything has an impact. So if you, they say, you know, be an example, you have to be an example. You don't have to be the mold, but you have to be an example to the sense of, I always tell you, be who you are. You don't have to be like me because we are opposites. You're nervous about public speaking. Me, I thrive in it. I love chaos. I'm a, I'm a quick talk back guy. I let my anger sometimes get the best of me. And I feel like that's what makes me produce better. With her, she needs structure. She needs everything to be a certain way. She needs... And me, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the Geico commercial, just good enough. So you strive <laughs> in disaster or in chaos. I like chaos because I feel like once my back is against the wall, my brain gets to working. But if I have too much time to prep, my mind wanders. I can't focus. And she's the complete opposite. So who's my favorite football player? You like him? <laughs> What's my favorite color? Whoa, just like that. No, I don't know. gray. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, the, the reason I ask these little simple questions is people say you got to know your, your, your child. I personally feel like your child also has to know you. Because that's how, just how, you know, you're in a relationship with your, 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 your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You want to know how, how, they, how their moods are. You can know how to approach them. Your child has to know the same thing about you. Like, all right, can I talk to dad about this today? What mood is he in? Or, oh, can I, can I speak to Nakai about this today? What mood is she in? So it, it is a job. And I always say this one thing, and I'm going to wrap it up and, you know, you guys could jump in. You raise a child. I'm raising a daughter. But I feel like a daughter is also raising me. Right. Because I'm learning in the process. There is no manual. I'm a first-time father. And what works for the first child might not work for the second child. So your child's actually raising you to be a parent as you're raising your child to be an adult. And that's how the circle goes. Right. So that's just my take. So they teach you how to be a better person. Better person? In a sense of why you're trying to teach them, it's also their reaction is also teaching you. Like, my parents did a great job in the sense of being parents. Because I'm like, no matter what, my parents will never end up in a home. Right. My parents, as long as I have, I can breathe, my parents will never, never have, be in a nursing home. Will never be in a nursing home. As long as I have these here. <laughs> and no matter what happened, all they got to do is need something. As long as I'm able to provide it, they will get it. And if I can't provide it, I'll find somebody that can. And that's how I feel like what parenting is. The point is, 
where as a child you broke your back to make sure that child is good, as an adult you break your back to make sure that adult parent of yours is good. And I love you. You've been doing good. I'm proud of you. Keep helping me. And I'm, I'll always keep helping you. And you're my homie. Aww. <laughs> Regie, I have a question for you. Yeah. Well, I have a question for everyone, but I want to start with you. Name something that you would tell your mom versus your dad. Or how about both situations? What's something that you would come to your mom for? And what's something that you would come to your dad for? Like the dynamics. Okay, so... I remember I had a... I, I would go to my mom about women's things. Um, I remember, I, you know, I went to my mom to talk about birth control. Okay. And, you know, I was nervous at first, but I know I couldn't go to my dad. Like, <laughs> like hey, dad, I should I take the pill or IUD? I'll show you birth control. <laughs> show me the guy. <laughs> exactly. I'll control him giving birth. But um, my dad, um, besides, like, you know, just him, like, Picking me up from somewhere or whatever. Um, I I could I, I think I could talk to my dad about you know just being stressed out about certain things. Um, you know if it's like about work and just what I'm feeling or if I'm having issues with my sisters or my mother, I could I could go to my father and talk to him about that. So that was actually the second part of my question. And who would you just make a cool call to? Like, who would you just drop a call to? Would you drop a call to your dad first or your mom first? Probably my mother first. Okay. Um, but my father keep tabs. I, I remember when I was away for college, if I didn't speak to either my mother or one of my sisters every day, then my dad would call and be like, what's up with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, so so he, he would probably go down the line like, yeah, did you speak to her? Did you speak yes, to her? exactly. And he still does that today. Like if he hasn't heard from someone or if he's trying to get in touch with one of us, like he's calling everybody. But um, yeah, I don't necessarily have to pick up the phone and speak to my father every day to know that, for him to know that I'm okay. Okay. As long as I speak to someone, um, he, well... I guess if I speak to my mother, um, my, my mom and my dad, they talk. So he'll be like, oh, you heard from Raji today? He'll, my mother will be like, yeah, okay, she's fine. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. How about you? Um, probably talk to my mom first about, if I like crush on somebody, probably. probably. I don't know. Probably that. My dad, really anything. Like, whatever comes to my mind, if he's right there. Right there. And if you have, if you're just like, just want to pick up the phone to just call one of your parents just to talk about anything, who would be the first who you call? Probably my mom, because like for school, every day I call her after school, like no matter what. Okay. So just, every day, I never miss a day. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> now, do when you call her, do you just call her to tell her like how your day went or you're just, just like... Say- Decompress. Nothing, nothing, nothing happens. I just call her. Okay, that's beautiful. It's like a muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> Woody? Um, my mom, I normally talk to my mom about anything in general. So if I just need... Well, I'm an in-person guy, so I just normally talk in person with my mom. 
But if I need to solve a problem, I probably would definitely go to my dad. Because my dad, he's actually... My dad comes like he's serious, but he's sarcastic and funny at the same time. Like, he'll, he'll talk to you, but whatever he says, like, pure sarcasm for, like, a good three minutes. Right. I mean, like, yesterday, what he said to me yesterday? He goes, yeah, man, I, I, I was moving the stuff, but it's just, like, this stuff everywhere. Because he's trying to hit to me, like, yo, I need to move some stuff out of the way. Right. He's like, but it's just a little difficult. I can't move all the stuff because somebody left all the stuff here. He's talking to me because he knew I'm the one that put it there. Mm-hmm. But if I need to fix something or if I, if I need to address an issue, like... I guess real, 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 real issues like serious issues. Definitely my dad, but my mom is more like the one I can talk to if I just need advice or if I just need to decompress. Just if I need a lax conversation, it's my mom. If I need to solve a serious problem, it's my dad. Cause he, he I know my dad to be a, a guy that actually gets things done. Like the man came from Haiti with five kids, a wife. Didn't speak a lick of English, and look where he's at now. So he's focused, but at the same time, I learned from both my parents, they don't take anything too seriously. They enjoy life. So my dad solved problems. My mom decompressed. That's it. <laughs> Cut in front. <laughs> uh, myself, I would call my mom when... I have like issues that I need sorting out Mm -hmm. because my mom is a good listener. Mm -hmm. My dad's an awesome listener as well, but that's it. He's a listener. Mm -hmm. Not if he doesn't give advice. He tries to kind of remain neutral. (laughs) My mom, whenever I have like a serious or like a life changing decision or something that I seriously need advice about. My mom is the person that I go to. If I just want to get something off my chest and I just want an ear, I call my dad <laughs> because I know my dad is just going to let me decompress and he's going to let me go a million miles. He knows that he's just going to. And every so often, you know, he'll say like, but what may, you know, like every so often he'll say something, you know, and that'll just, and I'll just go off and off and like, <laughs> My dad allows me to just, whereas my mom is going to stop me and she wants me to rationalize what I'm saying. And like at this moment, I don't want to rationalize. I just want to get this off my chest Mm -hmm. because, for example, something happened to me at work and I couldn't scratch that person's eyes out right then and there. (laughs) So I handle it in a professional manner. But did that feeling go away? The feeling still remains. So, like, I might call my dad and say, oh, this guy at my job and, and, like, I'll just go on and on. And my dad, every so, maybe every hundred words, he'll go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, like, I would call, you know, my dad is the person I call when I just want to get something off my chest and probably also, like, no judgment zone. Like, he's just going to let me go on and on. My mom is going to say, stop. And she's going to want me to rationalize and she's going to want me to think about my decision and she's going to want me to like, she's going to help me sort through what I'm going through. And I don't want that. I just want to get it off my chest. I just want to mess up their grass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So perfect. So we're going to shortly wrap this up while Erica preps her day in history. And we're going to go around. We're going to ask some final questions. Actually, I felt like my day in history was that Biden was elected president.
I'm like, I'm gonna say damn history, but you're gonna be like, you know what? Everybody happened, it is history. Today's making history. Do you guys not feel that to oh, yes. that that's a day in history? How about you, Kai? Every, every second is a history. Do you feel that so, Biden being the president elect is a day in history? I feel like maybe. <laughs> and then Kamala Harris. Kamala? Kamala? Wait, how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody pronounces it differently. I don't, I don't know it. I think I it's Kamala. I think it it's Kamala? Kamala because the way I trained my brain is not to say Cam. You know, like Cam <laughs> Newton is not how you say Cam. But the pronunciation, it's not like Kamala's because it's not like Cam Newton. So it's Kamala. Kamala. So oh. that's how I train my brain to not say Kamala because you want to say Kamala. Yeah, you kind of do. But it's Kamala. <laughs> but it, it could probably just be like an accent thing too. Kamala. Kamala. Um, she is. She is. Um, she is Jamaican and, and Indian. And Indian. So it could be Kamala. It's probably Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna wrap. This She's up. everything but late for this presidency. <laughs> She's late, man. She's late. Look, look how long, look how long it took them to decide. They were all late. <laughs> they should have been there on Tuesday. Well, you know what's so funny? My mom says that this was actually fast because in the Dominican Republic, it uh, takes about a month to Haiti, count the votes. Haiti is crazy, wow. man. Yeah, my mom said that they still wouldn't have had a decision. Mm-hmm. And the light, the, the country would have experienced a blackout, and then they come back. <laughs> she said that that happened with a president they had called Balaguer. She said that the incumbent had was, like, up, and then the country lost power for, like, three oh. hours. And when the lights came back on, Balaguer had, like, superseded the incumbent, and it was like he became president. They cheated. It's so, fraud. yeah, they call it, it like, the, the blackout effect. It, it was fraud. Oh. All fraud. Yes. <laughs> Do that again. I wish All I wish fraud. you guys could I'm see this. You, this we, we had this. We were winning and they went to steal votes. We had this. Woody, could you check your Twitter account and see what I don't the press Okay, I do. I wanna just can so, we just check the so why you do that? Forty five's latest tweet. Go. Code forty five. Do you have Twitter? I don't have Twitter, but I'm gonna go on Instagram because I love the memes. Okay, so you check Instagram <laughs> and I'm gonna check Twitter. You can actually Google it. Well, I have oh, yeah. Twitter here, so I'm going to actually Google what foolery. <laughs> he's serious right now. He, he has time for games. He's, he's going through, through the course. Oh, okay. So his latest tweet is... How long ago? Four hours. It says, I that's won the latest. election by a lot. I mean, latest because that's yeah. the that's latest. Tava, he tava. Tava. On Did he just say he won the election by a lot? I mean, that's... <laughs> Someone said he was golfing. I saw. I saw. Yeah. There's no way he's going. Look, his last tweet: "I won the election by a lot." <laughs> that's not possible. Okay, well, that's what he tweeted. That's not possible, and he's golfing. That can't be possible either. That's what I saw. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> it's about to be a because there's no way. Well, I mean, that's what he's he's still claiming that uh, he's winning, so mm-hmm. he's actually lost. All right. So in closing. You know, we're going to do our rhyme time, but before we go, is there any message you want to send to your dad? Any message you want to send to your dad? Any message you want to send to your dad? We'll start with you, Kai. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't uh, worry, I won't look at you to make you nervous. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that I love you a lot, even though sometimes it might not seem like it. Because of the way I'm acting towards you. But I love you so much. And you always help me do anything. And don't judge me. And take me for who I am. You're welcome. And I love you too. Oh, that's so beautiful. 
There's tissue behind you if you want. I'm crying for my eyes just welled up. I'm just such a daddy's little girl, and it's just so beautiful to see a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's just to my father. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, love you, daddy. Always will. That's it. Short, simple. simple. I want to tell my papi that I love him and I appreciate everything that he's provided, all the sacrifices he's made for his family, and I want to thank him for teaching me what to avoid, not just in men, <laughs> but in people. Facts. It's good. Well, me, since I still include myself in there, um, my pops definitely, I love him, and I've, I've hugged my pops several times, and I just, when I was, like, a hug is always a good thing. Why is but, that? Like, huh? why is that something that you felt you had to say? Like, I hugged my pops. Because a, a, a lot of guys don't do that. A lot of black guys really don't do that. Okay. You know, and being in my circle, I've seen like say you always keep good friends. Warren and his dad have a good relationship. Jeff and his dad have a good relationship. Right. You no. Know? So the other males in my circle, like really close to my circle, that deal with their fathers, I've seen they had good relationships and. In a sense, is when your child hugs you, it's a different hug. When they volunteer, it's a different hug. And I appreciate my father, and he needs to know he he he's done his job. Period. Period. <laughs> so, is that with a T at the end? Oh, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually close out with this. We're gonna say a word. This is rhyme time. This is how we close it out. We say a word. You just have to rhyme with that word. So, for example, if I say Pop, you gotta say top, cop, whatever. It just goes in a circle until somebody gets eliminated. You you get three seconds. Oh my god, I'm gonna mess it up. So whatever the word is, <laughs> you got three seconds to think. If you don't think, oh, we make oh, that means you out and it continues till till the last person standing or sitting. <laughs> okay. So, so being that you you guys are our guests, I don't know if you have a coin. You can make a flip for it. <laughs> you you guys. You want to go first, Nicole? You pick the word, and we just gotta rhyme with it. You want to go? All right, Roger. You can go, and since Erica knows how it goes, we'll go from you, Erica, myself, and Nakai. Because you don't want to throw it to Nakai. She's not used to it. She's just stuck, and her three seconds is up. <laughs> so pick any word. Play. Say. Stay. Play. Clay. J. May. Pay. Slay. Pray. Day. May. Come on, AJ. I thought you was gonna mess it up. Jeez. Oh. Time's up. Erica. Cray. Yay. Time's up, Nakai. <laughs> Nay. Trey. Bay. Cray. I said Cray. She said Cray? I she sure did. did. Oh, I got three seconds. I, I, I got three seconds. Okay, go ahead. Nay. I said Nay as well. You said Nay? I it's sure high. did. Oh, <laughs> Ah, she won. It's like a third win. As usual. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take this moment to thank our guests for joining our podcast, Something Interesting Radio, today. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming out and expressing to us the importance of the male figure in a household. Right, Before we close, I'm sorry. I just have a, one 
Does that figure have to be your biological father? No. No. Not at all. Remember what I said is who wants to be there? It's all about wanting to be there. I just wanted to clarify that because I'm speaking about my biological father. Our guests were also speaking about their biological father, but I just wanted to clarify that you do not have to be the biological father of a child to raise that child. Mm -hmm. Is your presence that determines the relationship or how that person sees you. Mom and dad is just a title. Exactly. Yep. And, and, oh, forgot to do random thought as we walk out. Random thought. So, when we do random thought for our guests, basically whatever goes through your mind, random thought. So, since Erica and I are used to it, would you like to go first or would you like for me to go first? You go first. What's your random thought right now, Woody? My random thought is I hate wearing really low ankle socks because <laughs> today I wore some ankle socks and they keep sliding underneath my feet. <laughs> so right now, like, folks, when you get certain ankle socks, make sure it's, like, it's your shoe size because I think this is a little bit too small for my feet. What size are those? A medium? I'm not going to tell you because then you're going to have more jokes. <laughs> those are like a size four to six in socks? I don't know. But yeah, that's like, I hate these. Like, as I walk, it keeps rolling underneath my feet. And, and they'll give you a blister on the back of your heel. Yes. And guess what? You can see my ashy ankles. Yes, you can. And <laughs> for the viewers that cannot see woody ankles, they are ashen. Yo, yo, I think it's the same color as my sneakers. <laughs> they kind of look a little lighter. Oh, screw you. <laughs> so that's my random thoughts. What's your random thought, E? My random thought for today. And it better not be about the presidential election, I swear to God. <laughs> Beep! <laughs> because it actually was okay. But my second random thought is it's gonna be for another episode, but I just want to put it out there. Okay. I'm in the process of adopting two cats, and I volunteer at Animal Shelter. Let's make it happen. I'm in the process of adopting. Oh, hold on! So you already got. Two cats. From a person, a shelter, or what? From a person. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. It's just a random thought that I'm in the process of adopting two adult cats. <laughs> so, I just felt that that's uh, some news that you would probably want to hear. Can I question you on this real quick? Sure. What about the current cat you have now? Are they going to get along? Because you know sometimes they don't. The current cat is going to stay at its current location, to put it simple. Okay. So the current cat is going to stay at the current location. I forgot your cat's name. Flora. Flora. So Flora is going to stay at her current location. So she can keep scratching up that couch. And (laughs) we're looking... Into, I'm not sure if I want to, I guess it is adopting, but more like inheriting, but it also falls into adopting because I have to agree. I had to agree to take on the care of both of them. Oh, so they're, they're like both uh, cats. We'll talk about that off the end. I know what you're Yes, but about. that's my random thought for today. All right, Rajiv, what's your random thought? This weather, uh, <laughs> me and my sisters always say that, you know, there's a weather machine and, and, and the government be tinkering with the weather machine. <laughs> the is freaking nice outside. So it's like super warm out and then I'm sure next week it's going to be like 30 degrees again. <laughs> Just like last week, it was cold. Is this typical weather for November? I don't think so. 
I don't think so either. I think two Novembers ago, it was pretty windy and cold. Last it year was, was not bad. Last year was decent. It wasn't this warm. I don't remember it being this warm. But we are early. But remember, Thanksgiving, I'm thinking like, when I think of November, I usually go towards like Thanksgiving time frame. Mm-hmm. That's how like I remember the weather by like holidays. Didn't it snow last Thanksgiving? Oh. No, it didn't. Do you feel remember. global warming is a fallacy? No. Um, the new green deal. <laughs> okay. So I, hopefully, I mean today's definitely nice. I'm gonna take advantage of it. What about you, Nicole? Random you? thought, young lady. No one has made birthdays. Like, in my class, that was very random. Yes, yes. In my class, I'm the only one with the birthday in May. I'm like, what gives? Huh? You're like, what gives? Right. Everyone's like, mostly like holiday time, like November and stuff. No one in the spring. That was bad, man. (laughs) That was a good one. That definitely catered to to the subject. (laughs) No one has made birthdays. I love that. Hi, ladies. Um, thank you for coming in. You're more welcome to come back anytime. And this is our show for today, E. So until next time. So we're definitely going to have everything uploaded and set to go. All right. And thank you for coming to somethinginterestingradio.com. Yes. On IG, if you have anything you want to email us, somethinginterestingradio at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at something.interesting.radio on Instagram. And thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care. That's our show.